0: Ownership is all about building on your own success with your own self-discovery. Your life is your business. Take ownership of it. Together, let's unlock the next level of your life. Ownership is here to help lead you without all the noise and distractions. There are hot topics and lessons in life to keep you entertained, gain value, and even some enlightenment all along the way. Ownership is brought to you by Allison Andrews Cantor, a certified coach and business leader with over 20 years of experience under her belt. A battle-born and proven successful entrepreneur, she is on a mission to help individuals take back ownership of their personal life. So are you ready? Let's go. Here she is, your host, Allison Andrews Cantor. Okay, here we
1: are. Episode two, Ownership trust your gut, taking ownership of the gut. This is such a huge topic to me. Oh my gosh, how many times have you in your own life been like, oh, my gut, it was totally wrong? Never. Literally like 99.9% of the time, our gut is always right. So my question to you is why does it take us so long to actually trust and lean on this tool? I don't know. I don't have that answer for myself. I'm, you know, almost 40, and it's taken me literally 40 years to totally, without a doubt, full conviction, if my gut alarm goes off, I go, okay, that's God calling. I'm not sending it to voicemail. I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to be like, okay, I heard you. I got it. And I respond appropriately. But what's funny is when I was as a business owner for many, you know, for a lifetime essentially, Anytime my gut would sound about a business partnership or a vendor or any business dealing, I always went with it and I was always right. And I trusted it without a doubt. Oh, I leaned on it all the time. But in my personal life, I didn't. I kind of wavered until recently. Now, again, if that soul call comes in, I pick up. I don't send it to voicemail. Jay, what do you do with your gut? Do you listen to your gut?
0: Oh, hell no. I'm kidding. No, yes. Um, There are times that I think that we get in these moments where our heart, our head, and our gut kind of conflict, or at least in my own personal mm. things, especially when you're talking about the good old red flags. Oh, but, yeah. But there are times that where, where I, I, I should be trusting my gut and I don't. There are times I'm trying to trust my head and I'm not. There are times I'm trying to trust trust my heart. So I think depending on the person, they're all interchangeable. That's just my own mindset for that kind of stuff. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, even though I feel like at this point I've had a lot of practice in uh, trusting my gut and confidently leaning on it and accepting its decision, let's put it that way, even if it is different than my heart and head, I still even waver. Especially I think it, that really comes into play when we talk about our personal relationships or relationships of the heart, I mean, how many times have we all been in love with somebody and knew they weren't right for us? Everybody, right? You're rolling your eyes at me. You're bobbing your head. No comment. Uh, the wound is fresh. The wound is fresh, I <laughs> no, think. It, it's not so
0: much as fresh, but I, I think that, that, that again, when you bring your gut into a personal life and a personal situation, I think there are times that, you know, you're like, you get in that love bubble and you're like, yay, this is wonderful and this is, this is fresh. Are there times that I've trusted my gut when it's come to like work and been like, oh, yeah, this is 100%. I need to do this and knew it deep down inside. Yes. So I think that when it comes professionally and personally, there there are two different correlations because I think there are different feelings that are involved in, in each one of those.
1: Yeah, the feelings. I think the feelings is the key word here. And I feel like that's what we need to explore in taking ownership of our gut and trusting our gut is the gut is not a feeling. I really, truly believe the gut is our higher power speaking to us and providing us with divine wisdom that is always accurate. Like I said, I. when was the last time you said, dang, my gut was so wrong? Not really. Most people say it's 99.9%, if not 100% always accurate. So at that point, I have attributed the gut to be more of the source coming into you. It's almost like your divine self, your higher self, whatever you feel comfortable with, God, if you don't feel comfortable with that, change it out, use a word you're comfortable with. But it is a direct link to the source that knows your destiny, maybe, if we want to say that, if can get down with that, or what is best for you even when you don't know for yourself. And I feel like that's the practice is learning to, Take the gut and listen to it, even when your heart has maybe another agenda. Because ultimately, it's just going to play out the way the gut predicted for you. You could either listen, again, pick up that phone call, or send it to voicemail. And I've found through my own trials and tribulations and relationships and heartbreaks and lust and all of it, that it's actually more beneficial to everyone involved, if we're talking about romantic entanglements, that when your gut tells you this is not where you should be, to clearly take ownership of that and communicate it with the person. And it doesn't always have to be a reason and it doesn't always have to be their fault. You can just say, you know, whatever works for you, but to own that space and be like, you know what, before we go down this path, I don't want to waste your time. I already, I already know there's things that don't work for me or whatever works in that relationship, you know, but to just clearly communicate and be an adult, take that ownership before it gets messy. What are your thoughts?
0: So you brought up a very good point there with, with, with trusting your gut and, and, or not, not even trusting your gut, but, but, Sending stuff into voicemail, and I—I'll be the first one to tell you—I've been guilty of that numerous times before, and I think that it's different. Like I said in my personal life, I've—I've I've sent stuff to voicemail because I, maybe I don't want to deal with it. Thank God for therapy. But um, I think that that when it comes to professionally, when I wasn't working in news, there are things where I had to take over and basically just trust my instincts and trust what I knew in order to get the job done. And so that there's that mindset. But when we're talking in our overall lives, that I think that there's been some times where. Like I said, I've just hit go to voicemail and I think that in listening to this and, and and working alongside you, there there's some things where I'm like, you know what, I need to to like you said in the first episode, pull that e break and go, you know what, there's there's times where I actually need to take some ownership of what's going on in my life and trust whatever instincts I'm feeling at that moment in time.
1: Yeah. I think everyone listening can recall from what you just said an experience that they can even commiserate or be in the same place you were. I think a lot of us have all experienced that at some point or another. And, you know, it's not it's not so much our fault. I mean, we grew up with parents telling us to maybe trust our gut, but did they ever show us what that actually looks like? I mean, I grew up having my mom constantly tell me, go with your gut, trust your gut, but nobody told me what that actually looks and feels like. I had to do my own process of elimination and figuring out and stumbling and what have you. But at the end of the day, the practical applications in my life of every time I've trusted my gut and made those calls have always turned out to be the best. And that is without a doubt. So my challenge to the listeners and to all of us here is when our gut sounds, to confidently listen and take that call and pause and reflect like the R in ownership. Reflect for a minute and be like, okay, hold on here. Dang, I'm really... Let's use romantic relationships. I'm really loving this person. I'm having fun with this person. But my gut keeps telling me this is not the person. So with that information doesn't mean you necessarily have to ultimately end the relationship right at that moment. What it means is you maybe just need to take a little step back, cool those jets, and be aware. Just like in business, things are going to present And as a business owner, you have to be aware, right? Because if you're not aware, that's when crises happen, things that could really hurt the business could happen or devastate or even make the business close or in a relationship fell and end in a fiery blaze. Nobody wants that, okay? Relationships don't always have to be a tumultuous end, Or something horrific has to happen. Or they did X, Y, Z, so now you're the victim playing the hero and walking away. It doesn't have to be like that, okay? Ultimately, at the end of the day, you can be like, at this moment in my time and place, they were great. They were perfect for me. They were on that journey. They helped me grow. And because of that relationship, I got to figure out what I actually need and desire and I'm looking for in a partner. And if I didn't have this experience with them, I wouldn't have had the opportunity for my gut to say, hey, yeah, all these things are pretty great. And yeah, this is all the stuff you really wanted. But you know, this one area, it's not it. And that's okay. doesn't make them a bad person. doesn't make their relationship a failure. It just had its time and place. That's why you're supposed to date. I don't know if you guys know this. You're actually supposed to date. It's a good thing thing you're supposed to have relationships with people and experience the world because the more information and the more you do remember back to e experiences the more information and knowledge you have to be better informed to make decisions that enhance and bring wellness to your life it also is how you establish boundaries and that is very very important as well and how would you know that information if you didn't experience it
0: well, you, you bring up a solid point there. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Um, especially especially the fact that, you know, like we, we we talked about previously, is that, you know, you need to take ownership of your life as it is a business. And I think a lot of people don't see it as that. And you hit a, a, a perfect point, is that, that well, even if you're in a dating relationship, even if you're married, heck, my parents have been married for 50 years, you've got to continually date. And and I use the word date in a, in a simple term, is that, is that, is that they've been together forever. They've trusted their gut. They've spent their entire life together. But you've got to have those experiences that just are just the two of you and keep keeping your your relationship fresh if if that's the thing there. But there as you as you did say other things that you look back and a lot of people call them red flags nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person shows red mm-hmm. flags there or the green flags from me or whatever. But those are the red flags are you trusting your gut, going, Oh shit, this is not what I want from somebody. This is not what I want from a partner. Or this is not what I'm looking for in a partner. And that disagreement that is making you go, uh, doing a step back and go,
1: yeah. oh,
0: you know, can I see this from a different perspective? Can I see it through a different lens? Can I see it as, as taking ownership of my life and putting your foot down? And a lot of people have a problem with that of going, you know, I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say. And I don't want this anymore. Some people stick around it and they stick through it because they think things are going to get better. But again, you're not trusting your gut. And the the thing is, when you stop listening to your gut and you will start listening, stop listening to your insides, then that's when things just continue to go off the rails.
1: Correct. So again, my challenge and I guess my whole thing about taking ownership of the gut is really without any waiver, any hesitation, any conflict. When that gut goes off, you go, okay, I hear you. I listen. I'm going to respond appropriately. And again, it doesn't have to be this swift, hardcore action of, okay, this person had, you know, these red flags. My gut tells me they're terrible. Okay. Cold turkey. It can just be like, you know what? I need to have a conversation with you. These things are not going to be for me long-term. I'm really enjoying our time together, but I want to just be fully transparent that I don't know if we can go past just where we're at. And honestly, some people might be content with that for that time and space because equally as they're beneficial to you in that time in your life, you could be the same for them. And sometimes just, you know, remember that interdependence of the eye of ownership. People need, humans need humans, people need people. Sometimes when your gut goes off, maybe on another person, it's a learning lesson for that person that they wouldn't have gotten if you didn't bring to their attention. I've been in relationships before where I've had men tell me not character defects, but we can call them that, or things about me that were not ideal in the relationship. And looking back, I completely agree. I don't disagree with them at all. But if they didn't bring that to my attention and didn't allow me the opportunity to do that self-work and exposure and realization of my behavior, actions, words, whatever it may be, I would have never progressed to be a better partner for the person who is meant to be mine. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So at the end of the day, it all serves a great purpose. Um, And that goes back right back to that ownership mindset. Failures are nothing more, and I want to be really big on this because this is going to be a theme I talk about all the time and we'll come back to. Failures are not negative, okay? It's not a bad thing. You're supposed to fail. I'm going to say it again. You're supposed to fail. It's okay. You're okay. You're human. You're normal. Because guess what? When you fail, you learn. You grow. That's what being human is. Now, if you keep yourself in a little box bubble of no failure, no challenge, no growth, consistent, sustained protocol, day in, day out, this is my safe space, you you already know what I'm going to say. You're stagnating. You're plateauing. You can live like that that could be your life. Now, I don't know where you would lie on the scale of wellness in that life. I'm sure if I were to ask you, if you lived like that, and I asked you what your general wellness was for your life, I don't think you would be at a 10. I'm sure career experiences, love life wouldn't be high marks. There would be need for improvement. Jay, you are just shaking your head, biting your bottom lip. You look like you're just a horse ready to jump out of the gate. What is going on? Tell me.
0: No comment. No. Um. Y- to be honest, you you do touch b- based on a lot of things, and I think it, it, it's as you you point up a big thing. It's like it's like for me. It's like I've I've taken risks sometimes, but as you have so eloquently put, is that the failures union are supposed to fail. But I think that we we've, we've grown up in a society where when you fail, it's it's you're supposed to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get back in there with what that, but sometimes you're judged or your failures are pointed out to you more than your successes are. And so sometimes it can, it can, it can scar you. And so for me, I'm afraid sometimes to take, to trust my gut and to take those big leaps and those big chances and those big things that are so completely outside of the box that I normally wouldn't do. And so sometimes you, you as you said earlier, Don't send it to voicemail. Pick up the call and go, you know what? Maybe I really need to trust what I'm feeling right now. Maybe I need to trust my gut and go, you know what? I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it not being okay. It's okay. And when you tell yourself it's okay, which I'm starting to tell myself it's okay, (laughs) that when you tell yourself it's okay, then you learn, as you said, you learn from it. And again, we're supposed to learn from everything that we do and we're supposed to constantly evolve and i think that that's what's one of the great things about what you're doing right now.
1: Aww. Well, i can tell you and our listeners don't know this but jay and me have a really long history together of working together and being friends and out of if we were to compare each other i am like the ultimate risk taker and he is i take no risk. So this is very fun to get his perspective on it because you need to find that happy medium in the middle i think.
0: It is. I, I you know and god we've known each other for what? I mean, close to a decade. Yeah. And um, if just for your listeners, she was on the premiere episode of a TV show that I produced in college. It was fantastic. But anyhow, <laughs> um, she, Don't was, Google she, it. she was one of my guests. She was one of my first guests plugging her fashion week, San Diego. But anyhow, but it, it's again, I, I I'm that one. And I think it, it it's it's probably different. My my mindset, because I was I have been a full time single parent since the time my son was two and a half. Mm -hmm. So again, Mm -hmm. I was ingrained that any risk or anything that I took may negatively affect my son. And so it's one of that. And now as he's growing older, it's one of those things where I'm telling him, Hey, you know what? It's okay for you to take a risk. Don't cause harm to yourself, you know, but it's okay for you to take a chance. If if apply to the college that you don't think you're going to get into because you may get in Mm -hmm. and it's, it's trusting. I'm, I'm trying to teach him as I'm learning my own self is to trust my inner feelings, trust my gut and go, you know what? Just do it. And again, sometimes you may be wrong, but the thing is, is that you cannot judge your life on your, on your failures. You can only do it on your successes. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's why I I said that backwards. It's, it's do it on your failures, but not on your successes because those failures help ingrain you as a person that you are.
1: You can't have one without the other. Ultimately, that's what it really comes down to. If you're going to have successes, you have to have failures, and one of the things I always tell my kids, and I want to echo back real quick and just say I heard what you said. And I think it's a really big thing for our listeners as single parents. If you're listening, doesn't matter if you're the dad or the mom. It's it's irrelevant. Single parents in general, you have this, and I can say this because I've been one myself, there is no opportunity for failure. You cannot fail. You have another human being. But ultimately, if your gut is telling you to try something, the odds of failure are almost down to zero. Because again, let's go back to it, guys. How many times have you trusted your gut and said, oh, shoot, that gut was completely wrong. That was a fail. Never, okay? 99.9% of the time you'll say, God, my gut was so great. I'm glad I did that. So let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a single parent. doesn't matter if you're in your 80s. doesn't matter if you're 18 starting out. If your gut is telling you, to try something or calling you to go somewhere, please, please take the call. Please listen to it. Please pick up because your gut is always right and you need to learn to trust it, believe in it, and rely on it. It's a tool. Use it. Harness your tool. Take that ownership. You know, another thing with the gut that I really want to talk about that I think is really important outside of just relationships is You know, your gut sometimes will tell you and send things your way that you didn't maybe even know you had an interest in. I know a lot of our listeners are, you know, in their career, they're established, but yet there might be this pool to something of an interest or something bigger or better or calling and they might not have the answer for it, but it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up. Again, the gut isn't always there just to validate your relationship status. It can be there to give you a push or even open your mind up to other opportunities in your life and experiences that you might need to have. Have you experienced that, Jay, where it goes outside of the personal relationship space into maybe even like career space?
0: (laughs) Yep. So uh, the, the one, I talked about this when we, just a moment ago. We met when I was in college. I went back to college. At, God,
1: you're making me sound like I'm a freaking dinosaur. Uh, Stop you are it. so
0: old. Um, oh, my no, gosh. No, I'm older than you. Don't even give me that. Um, like
1: three years. Okay. Yeah, whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> what What I did is I went back to college at 35. I was a 35-year-old single dad that went back to college. Go and, get it. And that's what it was. It was one of those things where I was unhappy with what I was doing. And I'm like, you know what? I I took... One of the single best, biggest and best risks of my life was to go back to college. And I I had to balance not only being a full-time single dad, I had to balance being a full-time single student and I had to balance a full-time single, a full-time job. So it was, it was incredibly difficult for me, but it took me four years at two years at community college and then two years at Arizona State University doing all their stuff online. And I graduated with my degree and that was, that was a huge risk for me, huge outside of my box risk. And I felt accomplished and stuff like that. And I think that it once I did that, it allowed me to feel comfortable to take certain risks. I don't take as many as I would love to. Now, I'd love to pick up, go to New York, get a job at CBS and be happy living in no, New no, York. No, no,
1: no. You're doing the ownership podcast. You're quite content right here. Thank you very much. Thank but, you.
0: But 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 again, you, even this is, is, is a big risk for me because of the fact is, is I've never done something of this caliber before. So again, I'm... I'm I'm taking those chances and I'm learning to step outside of that comfortable zone that I'm just so used to being happy in. And I'm I'm learning to trust my gut and trust my instinct a little bit more to, to get me to those places where I'm like, you say this, I'm like, no problem. I can do it. It, It's, 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 it's slowly coming. But as you've been talking about, it's, it's an evolution. It's not something that's just going to happen right away. You have to do it once and then do it again and then do it again. And I go back to that and you, again, it resonates with me so much. That you just don't send it to voicemail. Pick up the call from your gut and go, hey, it's okay to listen. It's okay to talk Mm -hmm. about it. It's okay to think about it. Because so many times we just dismiss things Mm -hmm. so easily. And uh, I I don't know why, but I'm I'm trying to get out of that dismissal zone. I'm really trying to get back into that that focus of stepping, like I said, stepping outside of my comfortable zone.
1: You got to flip the switch, guys, okay? We got to get that ownership mentality. Because when we send it to voicemail or we dismiss something, we're being passive, passive aggressive, passive, whatever you want to call it. We're not being active. Okay. We're not doing any positive action. We're not taking action of our life, which could also be called ownership, which is what we're here to talk about. We're basically dismissing ownership. We're saying, I don't want to own my life right now. I don't want to be the owner of this life. I'm just going to pretend this life doesn't exist. Well, You can't do that. (laughs) Uh, Last time I checked, the only time you can do that is when you're coming into your body and when you're departing it. So other than that, when you're in it, you're in it, guys. Take that ownership. Nobody else is going to. And when that call comes from your gut, you definitely need to pick it up. And you need to listen to it. Because again, ask yourself just this. Do your own case study. When was the last time you trusted your gut and actually regretted it? I guarantee you, you will say never. Never. And if I'm wrong, please reach out to me. We're going to interview you live on the radio. Because here's the deal. Your gut is always right. And yes, you can be scared. You can have fear. It can knock you off your feet and take your breath away with the thought of it, whatever it's presenting to you. That's okay. But you can handle it. You can do hard things. And your gut will never let you down. It's always got your back. And whatever it's calling you to do, whatever that may be, when you accomplish it, that feeling you get is compared to none. You can't get better than that. That's what this life's about. That is true wellness. That is full grounding. That is true ownership. And that's what we're here to do. All righty. So listen to your gut. Use it as a tool in your life. It's not an afterthought. It should be at the forefront. Pick up that phone. And there are some ideas. There you have it on ownership and trusting your gut. Don't forget, every two weeks, we drop a new episode. And our next ownership episode is going to be on growth. Ooh, we've touched on that in the first two. We're going to keep it rolling. I'd like to thank my producer and friend, Mr. Jay Brown, on helping me get this ownership message out to all of you. And Anique, our production manager, for making sure we look good and sound good. And of course, all of you gorgeous, beautiful, badass souls that are listening right now, thank you for being a part of this community with me. And we're taking ownership together and growing together. Don't forget forget to connect with us on Instagram at take underscore ownership or with me personally at Allison Andrews Cantor. Now, in the next two weeks until we meet again, what's one action step you can take to take ownership over your life?
0: If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and like. Don't forget to join our community by connecting with ownership at take-ownership.com. You can buy the book, become a show supporter, join our monthly soul boardroom, and engage in free strategy coaching sessions with Allison. You can find all this and more at take-ownership.com.